0: and welcome to awesome premier league 18th match day but not for many teams to be honest and this is a a survival uh, tv show actually we have tom Rennie with us we don't have many games this is the squid game how many games we have five only you are okay tom i'm concerned about you everything yeah we'll
1: be okay you know um half the work but i still get paid in full so this is great for me i hope this happens again (laughs)
0: probably it can happen again in the boxing day actually but we have to wait a little bit for that so let's do the show guys ask any question to Tom about these five games that we have and of course don't forget to press the like and subscribe let's go on now with the show Well, we had uh, five games on Saturday, not anymore, not anymore, only two. So let's start with Aston Villa Burnley and I followed actually your advice, always I follow your advice, Tom, and I bet on Aston Villa, of course, in Norwich, in Carl Road, and I got some money because the odds were quite good and the odds are 1.8 to support Gerard's team that I guess... They should beat uh, Burnley. Usually, Burnley uh, they give us very low-scoring games, as we saw yeah. against uh, West Ham. Can I back Aston Villa here? Uh,
1: yeah, I would, I would, and I will. Uh, really impressed with Aston Villa the last few weeks. They were underperforming for Dean Smith. They're now overperforming for Steven Gerrard. But the good news for Villa as well is that key players are coming back to fitness. Most notably. Ollie Watkins, who scored three goals in six games um, and has looked fantastic. He was involved in the opening goal against Norwich for for Jacob Ramsey as well. Fantastic solo effort from him, a player who, whenever I see him, he really impresses me, Jacob Ramsey. And I think he's in line for a start in this game against Burnley. So they're a good team at the moment. Aston Villa, defensively sound. Tyrone Mings looks sharp again. Cash and and Target are are two of the best fullbacks in the division. Uh, And in in, in the goalkeeper, Emmy Martinez, I think they've got the best goalkeeper in the division. He makes so many saves uh, every game. He's so sharp. He's so alert. He loves goalkeeping. And so there's a lot to like about Aston Villa right now. Plus Danny Ings off the bench is an incredible option to have. Now he's fit all of a sudden having missed long spells of the start of this season for Burnley. I watched their game in full against West Ham. Uh, When was that? A couple of Hmm. weeks ago, a little bit less. And, Without Maxwell Cornet, who's likely to be missing for this game, he missed the game um, against the Hammers, and I expect him to be missing this one as well. He's he's struggling uh, with a thigh problem. There's no variety in Burnley's game. There's no, well, if we can't just pump it up to Wood and pump it up to Rodriguez, then what do we do? I think they've missed Ashley Barnes as well, who I think is a slightly better player, but an all-round footballer than Rodriguez and then uh, Chris Wood. So losing those two players, takes a lot of that offensive threat away. I think Burnley will go into this game to try and keep it nil-nil for as long as possible until going on to win. I think it's going to be a struggle for Villa in terms of um, in terms of trying to score in this game. So that'll be Burnley's plan though, to frustrate Aston Villa. I think they will frustrate Aston Villa for a while, but I think Aston Villa will go on to win. So I'll be looking here at goalless at the break level for as long as you could hold out. I wouldn't even be looking at level in this game until maybe the 80th minute before Villa go on to win it. The goal will likely to be scored by Ollie Watkins. So late goal, late drama, level at halftime. Villa win it and Villa win without conceding.
0: Low scoring game, I guess. By the way, now we have uh, cool stats in Otspedia about betting stats. So you can check uh, when... The goals are scored, for instance, or both teams to score. This is very handy when we are also betting, like we can check uh, where the goals are scored, as we can see right now in the screen. Tom, Harry is asking you, although you are not the chairman of the Premier League, do you think the league will get suspended?
1: No, I don't think the league will get suspended. The Premier League have said that they are going to take it on a case-by-case, week-by-week basis. So I don't think there'll be a full suspension of the league unless it becomes that's the only resort, right? That's where they did it last time. They still tried to get games on before it became completely impossible to play. Um Thomas Frank at Brentford was calling for a sort of fire break yesterday. And by default, a few teams are getting that now, right? We have no further games until Boxing Day. That's what, nine days away from uh when we're speaking today. Plenty of time for training grounds to be cleaned. Plenty of time for those that have have contracted COVID to isolate and then hopefully come back and play, at least stop the spread within the clubs. So I think we've sort of got a nice little fire break now, uh, which is not exactly what Thomas Frank wanted because some games are going ahead. But why would you call off, say, Arsenal and Leeds this weekend? Because there is no COVID outbreak at those clubs, so play on. So, no, I don't think they will unless there are 20 clubs with more than 10 COVID issues at the same time, which we're not currently at okay so let's
0: talk about uh, Leeds arsenal actually the other game we have on saturday and arsenal uh, they are in champions league spots after that victory against uh, west ham is true that man united still have one game in hand and uh, what to say about tottenham they have three games in hand. so mm. the situation can change but hats off i think about uh, arteta and about arsenal i didn't expect that at the end of 2021, and uh, Leeds, as you predicted, they got smashed by Man Mm. City, they didn't score. But when they are playing at home, they are not bad. No defeats in the last five games. So perhaps these odds for Arsenal, be careful if we take them.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's start with Leeds, because they got inevitably rattled by Man City in midweek because of the way Bielsa plays. They were never going to make concessions. They were never going to make concessions to Manchester City which is a mistake it was a massive mistake it's another one of those examples of Bielsa is a genius coach an inspiring coach but also comes across like a 35 year old amateur coach at times that's what an amateur would do at man city that's what he did uh, but then of course the response to that is well they won there last year so you know that's the, that's the roller coaster with Bielsa that Leeds continue to be on and i'm sure everyone's having a great time the issue is still Injuries, injuries, injuries. Um, Liam Cooper missing. Calvin Phillips missing. Patrick Bamford missing. Rodrigo missing. Strout missing. Shackleton missing. And now Dan James picked up a, a duct to strain against Man City. So that's half the team. Still half the team for Leeds. That's why they've struggled so much this year, because they can't get the first team out. It's not going to change anytime soon. Though do look out for the likes of Joe Geldhardt in this game, who has been very impressive every time I've seen him score his first goal for Leeds at Stamford Bridge in that loss last weekend. As for Arsenal, I went to the game on Wednesday against West Ham. They were better than West Ham. They were sharper than West Ham. And Miko Arteta has certainly found his strongest 11 right now. Maybe the only change from the start of the game they played in midweek, same team played the game before against Southampton as well, is that Emile Smith-Rowe, I think, will come in for Martin Ødegaard. Ødegaard's done okay, but Smith-Rowe is better. Apart from that, they look better with Lacazette up front. The, front the, 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 the back four is their strongest back four. So it's all come together at this moment for Arsenal. I don't think it will last, but right now, they're probably the team you want to avoid in the Premier League, maybe more than anyone bar Man City and Liverpool. That's how good their run has been. In this game, I think Arsenal will win it. I think mm. that Leeds are going to push real hard. Leeds are going to score in this game. Look out for Rafinha, who's in tremendous form right now. Um, Him to score from outside the area, I found this morning, that's around 12 to 1. Now, that's pretty decent if you double that up with a scoreline, especially if you double that up with an Arsenal victory. But I think Arsenal will win. I think both teams will score. Uh, My scoreline is the the most common scoreline in football, 2-1. Never go exact score, but that's the vibe I'm looking for here. Leeds will score one, but Arsenal will score two or more to win. Arsenal
0: to win two point one mil is telling us over one point five goals in the first half. Actually, we just saw the stats for that, and it's quite low for both teams, around 20% of their games. So one point five goals in the first half. We can see it right now, actually. Twenty-five percent for Arsenal and for Leeds. cool, eh, Tom? Cool Very stats nice. now that we are showing far it, too maybe. much
1: information for me. You're blowing my mind with all this data. Exactly. I'm too analogue for this digital world. I'm like John McLean in many ways, apt for Christmas. McLean, John
0: McLean, John die uh, Armin is asking you to, how confident are you about an Arsenal victory? You sound very confident.
1: Quite actually, quite confident. I was really, really impressive Arsenal. Look, look they beat West Ham on Wednesday. And I think the, the ridiculous sending off of Soufal was a significant part of it. I think West Ham would have improved in that last 20 minutes of the changes they were going to make to rattle Arsenal. Um, But Arsenal dominated the first half and probably deserved to win on the game we had. You know, you can't just say because West Ham were down to 10, that's why Arsenal won. It was part of it, but it wasn't all of it. And Arsenal are playing well at this moment in time. There's a good balance to Arsenal. There's a good solidity to Arsenal. And I think getting rid of Aubameyang... We've all got our judgments as to why Arteta is doing it, why he's doing the Ozil treatment to Aubameyang, but they want him out. Aubameyang doesn't fit in what Arsenal are trying to do. Lacazette does. Erdegaard does. Saka does. Martinelli does. They're finding a way to shunt him out, and it's working on the field as well. So I'm very confident, actually, of an Arsenal victory here. I'd be amazed if they didn't win. All right. uh,
0: Then let's move on on the Sunday games. Wolverhampton. Chelsea, I was reading today. Um, well, you can see the standings, no? That perhaps it's not a three-horse race, the title, Mm. and it's a two-horse race because as you said, uh, many weeks, uh, Lukaku is not playing now. He's not, of course, scoring. And Chelsea is not winning another game without winning. Surprising one against Everton with Pulisic as a striker. And mm. now this is a tricky one against Wolverhampton. Last seven games for Wolves under 2.5 goals. Unfortunately for us, or for me at least, David Brighton because I trusted the draw. What can we expect here? I guess not many goals. That's almost for sure.
1: That's a exact right thing. There won't be many goals in this game. <clears throat> the draw market's interesting. Get it around 4.3 now. I think that'll go uh, up as the week gets towards the weekend. As we get towards this game, I think that'll end up being around 5, 5.2, 5.4. So it might be worth holding out and betting on a draw on the day uh, for this game. Look, Wolves are very good defensively you have to give them a lot of credit they are so boring they are so mind-numbingly boring this team to watch <laughs> like that they are we have a phrase it in england last on match of the day material and that's what they are they are last on match of the day every week um defensively though it's so impressed with kilman saiz cody um ruben neves in midfield what Matinho offers defensively eight nori the goalkeeper sar i think is brilliant and an improvement on Patricio. So a lot of good stuff about Wolverhampton Wanderers, but how do they score a goal? You know, Jimenez, when playing, hasn't particularly impressed. The most notable thing he's done this year is that stupid sending off against Man City a couple of games ago. Uh, back for this one, just missed the one game uh, in midweek against Brighton because of the the, the double yellow. So he, he's back for this one. Uh, Traore runs down blind alleys, never looks threatening. You know, there's a lot of offensive players that aren't working for Wolves right now. Couple of changes in January could be a real good season for them, but in this game, don't see them having much of an attacking threat against Chelsea. Chelsea looking less solid, conceding goals in every game. A lot of games, multiple goals as well. So I think we're in a situation now where Thomas Tucker has rotated that back three a lot. Maybe that's because of the the age of Thiago Silva, maybe the form of others and injuries, you know, lots of variables in there, but I think he needs to settle on a proper defense. Settle on the defense that he wants and play them for a few games. Stop conceding. And I think that's going to be crucial in this game. And you look at offensive as well. We talk about Lukaku a lot. One unlucky season he's had at this point because mm-hmm. he was injured, missing, came back, and now he's got COVID. Uh, Timo Werner's got COVID. Uh, doubts about Kai Havertz and Hudson Adoy, who's got COVID as well. So offensively, all the players are out. They're again relying on Mason Mount, who's their best player and relying on Christian Pulisic to finally step up and be Captain America, be their most important player, because he's just a, a bit part at Chelsea. And there's no room for bit parts at Chelsea. Go in and star and win the game or enjoy your, your loan to West Ham. You know, that's your options if you're, you're Christian Pulisic. So now is the time for him to step up and show he's a, a Chelsea player. There's two, there's two outcomes here. I don't think Wolves win. I don't think Wolves are going to win this game. But you can certainly double chance it with Chelsea win and a draw. But I fancy a draw here. I really do. A low-scoring draw, nil-nil or 1-1. One, one. There's no scorer I fancy in this game. There's no way of scoring I fancy in this game. I can only Saul. see Wolves. <laughs> yes. Maybe an own goal from Saul could be a market <laughs> worth exploring. But go low-scoring. Whatever you do, my tip would be draw.
0: I just read a tweet, actually, it's like, uh, Saúl is on loan, there is no need to be purchased, but it still it's a ruin operation for Chelsea, indeed. Um, Santa is saying uh, bet responsibly, always with responsibility always most games will be postponed no no problem because you get your money back is if the game is postponed Millie is going for chelsea asian handicap minus three actually you have very good odds of course 13.0 for that really good and i found very good odds for asian handicap plus one for wolves 1.89 so even if wolves lose by one goal you get your money back Yes, This is not bad. Actually, as an insurance or you can go for the draw as Tom is uh, giving us his tip. Odds very high, of course, 4.36. Then Newcastle, Man City, probably we see much more goals right here, especially after what we saw in the previous game of Man City, hammering every single team in the Premier League. Seven victories in a row in these seven games, only conceding uh, three goals. And Newcastle, at least, we saw John Joselvi scoring a very good goal and celebrating it. And they put a fight against uh, yeah. Liverpool. They are having a very tough calendar, so probably not the best time of the year for them. What to bet here?
1: Uh, I was impressed by Newcastle at Anfield. I, I really was. I think that Eddie Howe has certainly brought an organisation desire to Newcastle, which wasn't there under Steve Bruce. They wanted him out. They got him out. And Eddie Howe has brought a boost to them. But the trouble is, the defensive quality is terrible. Fabian Cher, Javier Manquillo, uh, Jacob Murphy, Jamola Sells, the goalkeepers. I mean, they're making constant howlers, which lead to goals. Good goal from John Joe Shelby, but he also gives away the ball for, for one of Liverpool's goals in mm. the end. Um, so man, I love him so much. I think he's fantastic. The trouble is, he's not the kind of guy who's going to battering ram up front for 90 minutes. And he got a knock late on against Liverpool and wanted to come off for about 10 minutes. He didn't have the required toughness to try and get past it. And he's likely missing for this game uh, with that injury. Um, Callum Wilson came on. He was arrested for that game. I wonder whether they might have wanted to rest Callum Wilson for this one as well to get him ready for games coming up in the new year The Newcastle can actually win. But good desire, good tenacity, and good organisation from Newcastle. That's what we've seen. Trouble is, it was Liverpool on Thursday. Trouble is, it's Man City this weekend. And I, I tipped last week that it will be at least five for Man City against Leeds, because Leeds were going to play Leeds style. hope everyone made a few quid off that. I know I did. Um, I don't think they're going to get seven here. Okay, let's put it that way. I don't (laughs) think they'll get seven because I think Newcastle will be a bit more pragmatic, a bit more sensible. Um, They don't intend to win this game, Newcastle. They intend to keep the goal difference down. That is how they will play. Um, So go for Man City by at least three. At least three. I wouldn't be... Much more confident they would score more than that because Newcastle are just going to be able to... They have got better players than Leeds, but they'll have a better game plan than Leeds for losing. They'll plan for losing from the outset. A um, couple of things worth looking at. Raheem Sterling has been in fantastic form recently and has been in and out. I expect him to be in for this one. First goal for him is around 7-1. to one, uh, Six shots in the last two games. He's taking the penalties now for Man City as well. So, combine a Newcastle defeat and a Man City win with a Raheem Sterling goal. Look for De Bruyne as well. I saw one this morning, him to score first and City to win 4 0 was like 60 to 1. You could find that if you doubled that up this morning, which is quite interesting. De Bruyne will come back in and start. Sterling will start. They will win big, but not as big as Leeds.
0: Asian Handicap, minus 3 again for Mili. Actually, the line we are always looking for around odds, around 2. It's in Asian Handicap, minus 2 for Man City, 1.93. Of course, very low odds for this game. And Octai is going for both teams to score. Although, as I said before, Man City, they are not conceding many goals. So it's a bit risky, that bet. I wouldn't go for that
1: one. No offence, but I wouldn't go for that one. Backing Newcastle Mm. to score against Man City. I hope you're right. I hope you win, but I don't think so.
0: Yeah, actually, the odds are very high. 2.33 because the bookies don't expect um, both teams to score. They only expect Man City to score. And the game of the games this weekend is Tottenham-Liverpool. Let's see if finally we can see a game of uh, the Spurs (laughs) with Antonio Conte after so Many weeks. I think at the beginning we were saying that uh, it's good for them. He can train. The players will be rested. But so long, I guess, at one point is not uh, gonna be good. So it's a big question mark. I think how these Spurs are gonna perform. Again, they have three games in hand, and if they good, if they get good results, actually they will be in the Champions League spots. But of course, it's very tough to face this Liverpool right now. Eight mm-hmm. consecutive victories in all competitions.
1: Yeah, tough one, this actually, though, because we just don't know what Tottenham are going to get for the reasons you outlined there. You know, has a long COVID affected some of these players? How many players were unable to train? How many players are still feeling unwell? We knew it was Son. We knew it was Heel. We knew it was Skip. Uh, We knew it was players that I would expect to see in this game. So how well are they? We hope they're well, but we just don't know. Antonio Conte hasn't been able to work on the training pitch for a while that the training ground was closed for four or five days while they give it a deep and thorough cleaning um so the sharpness of the players isn't going to be there in the first 10 15 minutes we know that and for liverpool that is when they're at their absolute sharpest in that first 10 15 minutes so this game is all about that first 10 15 i would be looking here i mean liverpool were fantastic on thursday they really really were um i think that even when they conceded that early goal John Joe Shelby on the break, they were still blitzing Newcastle. Could have scored two or three before the Shelby opener. Did go on to score three in the end against Newcastle. Uh, even had the chance to rest Salah for the last 15 minutes as well, which was quite interesting. Roberto Firmino made a comeback, and he may well make a comeback in the starting lineup for this game as well. But they've got some COVID issues. Virgil van Dijk was out with COVID. Fabinho was out with COVID. Um, they're probably the most key players that are going to be missing again for this one. Source of rave reviews of Canate at centre half. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. He looked a little bit shaky to me, a little bit Premier League shaky. And if it were me, I'd be getting Hung Min Son right up on Canate and knock one down the channel because Canate ain't catching him. To be fair, no one's catching him. Um, to the game itself, I would be looking here for early goals. I'd be looking here for Liverpool to score one or two goals in the opening 20 to 30 minutes. Um, because they just blitz teams and I don't think Tottenham are going to be sharp and I think Liverpool are go Liverpool win go Liverpool to be winning at half time and winning at full time Potentially, if you can really splice this up two or three goals for Liverpool in the opening 20 25 minutes you wow. can do in you can do it in 10 minute increments um, with, with with some websites. I'd be looking for one goal in the opening 10 a second goal by 20. And maybe a third by half time. Spurs get back in its second half. Interesting bet might well be Liverpool win the first half, Tottenham win the second, and Liverpool win overall. But go for Liverpool and as ever double this up with a most salad goal as well.
0: Actually, Liverpool to win at halftime and full time. We have good odds of two point five is the best uh, we can find because as we are seeing here Liverpool's victory uh, pays really bad Liverpool win over 2.5 goals for Millie ugly draw for Santa <laughs> actually you get good odds if you don't see many goals um, and Oakley is asking us why don't they close the whole round? Well, I guess it's better to keep playing, right? As you said before, yeah. Tom. Than... I
1: mean, they're going to have to rearrange so many games now. What have we lost? Is it eleven or twelve? I think in total is quite a lot that are going to be rearranged. There's doubts about the Carabao Cup in midweek next week as well. Brentford and and Chelsea may well get called off. So there's issues already. The last thing they need is more dates to schedule. They're not just going to give us another game week. You know, logic says. Take this a week, forget the whole thing, move it to May, and then that's all fine. But it's when you get into then the, the details of that, you realize how complicated that would be to do, and the Premier League wants to avoid that. At the moment, there's five games canceled. They've got to find five dates for these games. They may well all now be on TV down the line as well, which could placate broadcasters who have lost a bunch of games this weekend. So look, on the health grounds, I think there's a good argument for it, but we've heard from lots of managers who have said, well, my players are fit. Their players are fit. We haven't got COVID in our camp, so why would we call it off? And I haven't got a good answer for that.
0: Exactly. We had enough of stopping stopping the world with this. Yeah. So let's keep living and let's keep enjoying football. Tom, it's pointless to do an because we don't have many games. So let's see. Hopefully next week and stay healthy, stay as good as you are right now. And hopefully we can make some money out of these five games. Thanks everyone also for watching this video. And don't forget to press the like and subscribe. Tom, see you next week.
1: Thank you. See you then.